welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the Soul Shack tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. On my left, Bobby Reynolds. Gentlemen, how are we this evening? Doing very well, Josh. It's good to see you, Addy. How you feeling, baby? Uh, yeah, much better. That was uh, that was rough. <laughs> Getting was... sick as an adult is the worst mm-hmm. thing that ever happens to you. It was tough. Yeah, the wife got Rona first, and I I caught it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was a it was a rough week. A lot of sleeping, mm-hmm. but uh, it wasn't as bad as the first time I had it. So that's good. Yeah, got a natural immunity. That's right. Getting stronger. He is getting stronger, Bobo. As we know, how are you? <laughs> Them chills been building. Too, yeah, uh... he finally got actual <laughs> chills. We knew the moment was coming. Yeah, it was solid twenty four hours of chills. So, <laughs> was it as great as you imagined it to be? Yeah, a little overrated. Yeah, yeah. chills are not that great. Yeah. Chills, chills are, are not the worst fun. Did lose some weight, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. Hey, it always is nice yeah. when you got that uh, silver yes, silver. Your bod's been great for a while, though. Hey, he sure has. <laughs> Understatement of the year, I dare. Bobo was very beautiful today in BG. Yeah. Uh, the weather or not to handle from the local, you know, weatherman yeah. here said it was disc golf weather. Did you, you get out and play right. any disc? I got a couple holes in. There you go. A wifey had somebody coming over to eat, so I had to, you know. Hustle it up and get home. Straighten up. Yeah. Straighten up. Flat Cut it right. short. Yeah. Sure. Well, that reminds me of the, I think I told this story on the pod when we went to Keeneland for the wife and I's staycation in like October, I had strep, didn't oh, yeah. know it, mm-hmm. and was just full body aches, just sweating through the sheets every night, sleeping. Yeah. And she's like, this hotel is non-refundable. Like, yeah. we are going. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, all right. Yeah. And then she got it the next week and was laid up in bed. And I had to, of course, you know, uh, hold down the fort while she was sick. But she trotted me all, all, all over Lexington like a piece of luggage. Well, so double yeah. standard people yeah it's you gotta do it sometimes man you just gotta it's suck part it up of it. it was fun we had a great time but i'm like chugging no. mucinex and like crushing tylenol at the same time dude you're right i woke up a couple weeks ago like 2 a.m just freezing went got in the shower for like an hour till we ran yep. out of hot water yep. and uh, then got in the bed with like hoodies sweatpants four or five blankets and then Peter the next on. morning, woke up at like 8 in the morning just soaking wet. Yep. It's and so much fun. Got to sweat it out. It's what you got to do. That's right. That's right. That's what they always say. That is the medical advice. <laughs> just sweat hey, it out. It's just signs. I'm just saying. That's right. Glad it's, to have you back, though, Adam. It is good. To yeah, it's missed nice. you. It's, it's a different... Nice. It is, Me and Josh were too... Uh, too, too straight. Too on the road. Yeah, we, need we, to, we needed some curves. We needed some car crashes. Yeah, I feel like it's already been like... You know, twice as loud as the last episode. Yes, it has. I'm looking at the levels, just grimacing, knowing I'm going to have to do a lot of work in post-production on this. But we're glad you're here. Welcome into the IDP show. It is officially rookie season. There's uh, some Senior Bowl kind of games going on right now. I think the Shrine Bowl is coming up or underway right now. So a lot of these kind of all-star showcase games are happening. Uh, We're going to have the Combine coming up at the end of February. So we'll be breaking that down on the show as well. But, boys, it's officially time to turn our attention to these rookies. So what we are doing tonight is a 2024 IDP rookie primer. We're going to be talking about the top, like, you know, 15 or so IDPs in this draft. We tried to mix it up. Probably 40. Yeah, yeah, we'll name drop a lot. (laughs) So just at different positions, give you all kind of a taste of who the top prospects are for IDP at uh, the various positions. And, um, yeah, boys, you've, Addy, you put in the work in the doc. Uh, we got a hell of a lot of notes in here. Why don't you give the folks kind of a primer of like how you set this thing up? What's kind of been your process thus far with these rooks? Well, um, you know, I've been looking at all the mock drafts. You know, we, we're kind of getting into this a lot earlier than we usually do this year. So I've been checking out all the all the mock drafts of all the experts I trust, like Dane Brugler, 
Daniel Jeremiah, PFF, of course. Uh, Bucky Brooks has put out a mock. Uh, Pro Football Network, the Draft Network. Mel Kuyper's got a top 10 out there. So I've combined all of these mocks together. Yep. And uh, I've got a nice little average. So I kind of have an idea of where these guys are, are projected to go. Now, obviously, once we get the combine and everything here, that's going to change a lot of this stuff up, especially for these edge rushers because yes. it really, really matters. But for the most part, just trying to get an idea of who is valued, what do these experts think of, of, of these guys, and, uh, yeah, just kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a mock draft is – I think it's helpful. I know DJ explains this a lot. Like a mock draft is essentially – Putting the t- putting the players with the teams, mm-hmm. right? And then he puts out his rankings, like these are um, my top 50 guys or whatever, my top 100 guys. Big but board. the mock draft is what he's hearing, right? The Cardinals are interested in so-and-so, and the rankings are what he sees. This is how I would order these rookies. But, of course, rankings versus where they actually end up NFL team-wise is a different exercise altogether. And you see that, too, when you're watching the draft. You know, you see the whole Mel Kuyper or uh, Todd McShay, top 100 or best available at the position. But you're exactly right. Just because, you know, said player might be the best available doesn't mean that the Chargers really exactly. need a linebacker at that point. So, um, good call, Joshy. Well yeah. explained. And these team boards are usually – vastly different mm-hmm. from what the public thinks it should be, even what the experts put out there. And that's been one of the fun parts. The only fun part about social media, I feel like, in the last couple of years has been like a peek behind the curtain for like the Colts and see how, yeah. um, you know, the GM and the head coach kind of coordinate and seeing, gosh, Les Snead and Sean yep. McVay come to um, drafting Puka Nakua, which was amazing. I mean, those kind of peek behind the curtains and, uh, you know, little snippets into what the real NFL world looks like kind of gives you a taste of, of what they're going through and what they're what they're looking at as far as a prospect. But, no, this is this is some of my favorite, favorite time of the season because you're kind of – you're still coming off of the last fantasy year, so we get lots of times to recap and talk about players that let us down, who do we like for 2024, who are some sleepers – What's this rookie class going to do offensively? We'll probably dig into that a little bit over the next couple months. Who yep. would like wide receivers and running backs and stuff? But this is the this is the cream of the crop right this here is the, in terms of IDP show. This episodes. is the this is the hot fresh brewed coffee, mm. kind of wiping the cobwebs. You just woke up like the rookie class coming in, getting the senior games, getting uh, the. Uh, showcase games, mm-hmm. getting the combine. That's yeah. sort of like the shot in the arm for fantasy managers to kind of wake up and start looking forward in earnest to the next season. So, gentlemen, let's jump right into it. Love Ernest. And uh, that's right. And he did uh, he did save Christmas for you and New Year's. Let's talk about the edge rushers first because this is typically the juiciest position because it is the most valued position, this and probably cornerback mm-hmm. of defensive uh, players and positions that GMs value, edge rusher, I would put at the top of the list. So, um, Addy, let's kick it off with an edge rusher from, surprise, surprise, Alabama. They do seem to crank them out. I believe this is probably your top-rated IDP for this rookie class. Who are we talking about here? Yeah, we're going to go with Dallas Turner. Alabama, like Josh mentioned, he is 21. He'll actually be 21 tomorrow. So uh, Happy birthday, Dallas. Yeah, he's projected to be the first defensive player off the board based on those seven mocks I've combined. He's going as early as number eight and no later than 14. So, yeah, Turner's one of the youngest players in the class. Um, we always like guys that play and produce early in their uh, collegiate careers because, one, 
This means they're good enough to carve out a role immediately. And two, if they are producing and performing well against competition that is likely older than them, uh, it just kind of speaks to how good they are. Um, so, folks, Dallas Turner put up 30 tackles, 10 TFLs, and eight and a half sacks as a freshman in the SEC at Alabama. Like, this is not like uh, Coastal Carolina or like some small D2 school. It's, Alabama. It's basically the minor league for the NFL. Yeah, exactly. And this guy's doing this as a freshman. Yeah. Um, so Dallas Turner, he's listed at 6'4", 245. Um, he's produced at an early powerhouse like Alabama. He should get top 10 draft capital. He's probably going to test really well at the Combine. He's basically already a top 15 edge dynasty. Uh, I mean, asset for me in dynasty. Um, I think he has maybe the highest ceiling of all these edge rushers, and I expect him to – Probably be a mid second round pick for you in your your rookie draft. Let's say let's say he surprises and gets top six draft capital Mm -hmm. in the NFL draft. Like first six picks, we hear Dallas's name called. Could that possibly? And it's a great landing spot, right? Team, you know, edge rusher, needy team. Uh, Bobo, can you pull up the actual draft order? Like who in the top ten? So one one right now: Bears, Commanders. Mm -hmm. Patriots, Cardinals, Chargers, Giants, Titans, Falcons, Bears, and Jets at team. What are the Titans at? Titans are sitting at seven. So what if it goes so, to the Titans? Titans, Bears have a definite need. Yeah, what are the Bears at again? Eight. Eight? Yeah, uh, no, the Bears are at one and then at ten. Okay. Um, oh, no, sorry, nine. So right now, uh, DJ's last mock has Dallas Turner going at nine to the Atlanta Falcons. I could see that as well. That'd be good. I think they he, definitely need I think he gets one. top ten draft capital, and look how many edge rusher needy teams are in that group. Mm-hmm. Does that possibly bump him into the back of the first round? Or is the offensive talent to the point where – Defense is getting squeezed out. I think the offense is pretty good this year. Yeah. Tons of good receivers. Um, and in your super flex leagues, I mean, there's like three quarterbacks that are definitely going to probably be, you know, top six picks, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just offensive-wise, I think there's a lot of really good receivers. Tight end, you know, Brock Bowers is out there. He's going to be a first-round pick. So, I wouldn't think that we're going to see any IDPs go bef- before the, the second round. Or now, in a 1QB, maybe – I wouldn't. I still don't think so. You think yeah. all the QBs go first round in a one QB league? No, but I still don't think that – I'd still be surprised if the IDP cracks the top 12. Interesting. In one QB. I mean, I think – I don't know whether Adam's going to do it or not yet, but my mock will come out again here in a couple weeks for IDP leagues, offensive and, um, and defensive combined. But I think you've got eight wide receivers that you're going to have to consider in the first round. Um I'm sure we've talked about this. I think there's going to be one running back that probably gets some draft capital or gets a really good landing spot that will have his draft value rise. But then there's um, Bowers is insane. So that gives you 10. I think the Texas uh, tight end is also going to see – you're going to see him test really well at the combine. I can't remember what his name is right now. Sanders, I think. Yes. I think he's going to test really well. I think you're going to maybe have another top 12 tight end decision to make there. Um, yeah. Would I take a Dallas Turner or maybe even this next guy in the first round? I don't know. I think you're going to see some people get kind of greedy in one QB leagues and think they're getting cute with maybe a Drake May or a Caleb Williams. I don't know that I like them to that level yet. I mean, we'll find out here after the combine and kind of see what some NFL you know smarts think about what these guys could be in the NFL. But I don't think you're going to have a Dallas Turner like you had a Will Anderson last year. Yeah, Will Anderson to me was in that 107 range. Um, 
to me, Dallas Turner is going to be exactly like what Adam's saying. You're looking at the first or the second round. Okay. Well, what was your take on Dallas Turner, by the way? Yeah, now? same thing. I mean, same kind of thing Adam said. You know, I, I pretty, you know, is it? I always get this wrong. Objectively or subjectively? Watch this just by myself. I don't look at any other opinions. Just kind of what I think of a guy. I think maybe that's objectively. Okay. Well, I don't know. Dallas Turner is really impressive. He pops off the screen. Um, he's really good in the run game. He's a guy that gets a lot of tackles for loss. Um, he has the ability to really overpower linemen when he needs to. I think really he's more of an outside linebacker than he is like kind of a, a prototypical edge. My comp, don't hate my comp because, you know, and if you hate it, I don't care. I don't really care what you think. Um, mine's a little junior Khalil Mack, just a baby Khalil Mack. Not Khalil Mack. He's not going to be the first overall pick in the draft, but – He's got little shades of Khalil to me. I like that. Comps are helpful for this is I'm the primer is for me. I am listening it's and learning Josh. from these two it's guys tonight and just asking questions. And it is objective. Okay. Uh, means ver- verifiable information based on facts and evidence. I knew it was. That was objective means information or perspective based on yeah. feelings, opinions, or emotions. You passed. So there you go. Objective. We hate feelings and emotions. That was a that was a tough one though. Yeah. Feelings and emotions. Get the hell out of here. So you think that Dallas Turner could be the He's the IDP to maybe have out of this draft. I think all these, like these first three edge rushers we're going to talk about, I think they're all going to be pretty good. I, I like them all. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really going to probably chase any of them. Um, I'll just take whichever one falls of the three. I think all three of them will get top 20 draft capital. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let's talk about this next guy out of Florida State. This is one of the few guys I knew about because he has a very cool name. Uh, Edge Jared Verse, Florida State. Tell us about old Jared there, Addy. All right, so Jared Verse is Daniel Jeremiah's 14th overall um, player in the draft. I'm just going to read what he has here. Verse is a rugged, twitched-up edge rusher with thick, powerful build. At Florida State, he moved around the defensive front. Against the pass, he explodes off the edge and tries to run right through offensive tackles, doing so in two different ways. He will stutter to get the OTs off balance and then charge right through them with his hands, or he'll simply bury his head in the blocker's chest and walk them back in the quarterback. He does that so many yeah. times. Does he? Yeah. It is sick. Mm-hmm. It is sick. That's cool. Jared Verse is, is power. Mm-hmm. Just straight up power, explosive first step, uh, really, really strong hands. Like if you put your hands on him, he'll just swipe them away. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jared Verse is a lot of fun. He's a fifth-year senior. I was so say, a little older. A little yeah. older. Um, he's 23.3. So, like we mentioned, Dallas Turner was 21. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Jared Burst had an interesting career. He, he actually wasn't a uh, highly recruited guy. I don't think he was um, had any stars at all. Um, he started his career at Albany State. Wow. For t- he played there for two years. Performed really well. Yeah. But, um, obviously, it wasn't the competition that is at Florida State. So, um, yeah, he, he bought out, though, at Florida State. I mean, production-wise, he's one of the more productive guys in this class, um, his last two years, he has um, 18 sacks and 29 and a half TFLs. Pretty good. Pretty good uh, run defender as well. Um, he has 89 tackles over the last two years. So uh, he could be a guy that, that has a nice little floor for us in IDP. But he's just high motor dude, powerful dude. Like, I don't know he's going to be like a, a sack artist, but I think we could see him easily be like, a, you know, 60 tackles. 10 to 13 sack type guy. Mm-hmm. That's pretty valuable. That's pretty good. Yeah. Bobo, what did you see out of Mr. Verse? Yeah, same thing. I, me and DJ both said he was twitchy. And I, hey. You said it first. These eyes. These eyes don't these lie. Eye, 
They are, they are objective. Bobby's at, came out before DJs. Subjectively, Nine they are beautiful. Nine out of ten. But yeah, Twitchy, and I agree with what Adam's saying. You know, he has like he's probably the most instinctual, most classic type of edge out of this uh, out of this group. Great motor, super strong, really good swim move. My comp is is he's not going to get to this point. But I kind of wanted a lot of my comps to be guys that were like you know we know right now. I don't want it to be some 1980s linebacker that was you know pre you pre um, me a little baby <laughs> Daniil Hunter. Okay. There you go. You know, kind of, I kind of got shades of Daniil when you're when you're watching Jared. Did Burks. you just, factor in size with your comps at all? Yeah, I kind of okay. looked and you know tried to look and see weight, tried to look at you know height and everything, and just kind of the style that they play in. And I know Daniil has been really, you know, a really high producing sack guy over the years. And I agree with what Adam's saying. I don't know that you see any of these really heavy sack years out of Jared Verse, but dang, he is a lanky. Um, good-looking edge out of this class. I mean, there's going to be a lot of GMs that fall in love with this guy. DJ right now has Jared Verse mocked at the 109 to the Chicago Bears Ooh, to pair him with Montez Sweat. That would Sweat. be beautiful. If both of these guys get top 10 draft capital, do they go first half of the second round? Yeah, rookie I think drafts? so. I think so. I think so. And it's all you know, going to depend on, like, if you're scoring rewards, these edge rushers, right? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think most people listen to the show, that's probably the case. Mm-hmm. But – yeah, I, I I have no problem taking him early second. Honestly, if you if you have a need, I mean, this is going to be someone that I think both these guys, yeah. Turner um, and Verse, I think both those guys are going to be like you know back in number ones for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. as, as far as edge rushers go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you think about, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson comes to mind. I'm pretty sure he went in the second round yeah. in our rookie draft, right? And now, like, you are thrilled, Will Anderson, yes. right? About to win. Defensive rookie of the year potentially. Yeah. And that's like you that's, feel great if you have these guys. I think so. I think that's probably where they should go. You know, like we're gonna talk ourselves into a lot of these receivers, but yeah, really they're gonna be pretty risky. That's what I was gonna say. say. What's the best slam dunk kind of ROI chance that you can take? It's probably it's, taking one of these guys who exactly. just drafted top fifteen, you know. Yes. I want to fall back on draft capital the further along I get in the rookie draft because it's just going to give these players more opportunity. And I feel like a lot of the bad landing spots hurts the offensive players more than it does the defensive players because here we are talking about two bad teams getting Dallas Turner to the Falcons. We love that. Mm -hmm. Jared Verse to the Bears. We love that. But all of a sudden now in this mock we have um, Marvin Harrison who looks like a freak to the Cardinals. That's not super great if you want to ask, you know, my opinion. And then Romo Dunze to the Chargers. You know, Herbert's fine and everything. But, you know, neighbors here in DJ's mock to the Giants. Um, Please bring him to Andy. Yeah. You imagine him paired up with Anthony Richardson. He's not going to last that oh long in the draft. Oh, my God. But, um, you know, you're going to have a lot of these spots that for – do you really want a Malik Neighbors on the New York Giants with Daniel Jones? I mean, you're obviously going to take a guy like that over these IDPs, but some of those lighter wide receivers are going to get some gross landing spots that are going to make you question that kind of stuff. Well, and then offense, you have to scheme those guys open. Yeah. Right? Defense – you can just – I feel like the rookies are better set up to succeed yeah. because they're not dependent upon having the ball thrown their way, mm-hmm. right? If you have good instincts like an Ivan Pace Jr. Yeah. and you can get on the field, you can make stuff happen Yeah, no matter the team. And I also feel like Turner and Verse are going to be the two that they get playing time week one. Like okay. I feel like you yes. you get a top ten – Top know, ten pick is going to get run. You, you get PT. If they, unless they just can't hack it like it's a, or they're injured like a Tyree Wilson. Yeah. yeah. Right? So we don't we don't want any of these guys to pop a hammy or uh, or even worse like a meniscus or a, yeah. you know, God forbid like a biceps or an Achilles or something at the combine. Just yeah. like 
hopefully everyone stays healthy because this seems like a pretty pretty interesting group of edge rushers here. Let's uh, move on to the next guy, though, and talk about Liatu Latu. Got it. Uh, from UCLA, 23.1 years old. Uh, he is a junior, four-star recruit. Addy, tell me about Mr. Latu. He has been tearing it up at the Senior Bowl uh, this week, so talking about recent news with him. Uh, apparently, everything coming out of the Senior Bowl is he's looked amazing, looks like the best edge rusher there. Now it's kind of expected, I think, by most folks. But yeah. uh, let's start with the PFF stats for him. 94.3 pass rush grade last year. That was first among all edge rushers. Wow. 26.3% pass rush win rate. That was first among all edge rushers. He has a career pressure rate of 18.5%. That's 136 pressures on 735 pass rush snaps. 18.5%? Yeah. He's, wow. He's, he was... What a beast. He was a stud. Now, the the concern with uh, Leitu is he suffered a neck injury during... This was, I think, back in like 2021. But during fall practices of his sophomore year, um, team doctors did not clear him, and he had to actually retire. Wow. Yeah. But eventually, I think everything, you know, it, it's very similar to Jalen Phillips. Um, it seemed like at one point his career was over due to injury. I was wondering why he was a 23-year-old junior. Right. That seems like. Also, if, with the COVID stuff, some of these guys yeah. opted out of that year. So you're going to see a lot of, like, That's true. five-year seniors. Isn't there a guy that got a seventh year of elig- eligibility? I, probably so. I think, I think uh, Peyton. Um, yeah. What's his, what's his face? The linebacker, Blinken. <sighs> yep. Bobby will look it up. We'll for get you. to him, but he's like a six year senior. Oh, wow. Adam's favorite linebacker. Yeah. He has like three kids and a mortgage. Um, now, production wise, uh, he was also really good. Peyton Wilson. Peyton Wilson. That's right. Yeah. Six year senior, I believe. Um, production wise though, uh, lay two was really good. He has 23 and a half sacks over his last two years. Um, he also has, looks like 34 tackles for loss over that same period. So as, as productive as it gets, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's really him in verse as far as the production goes. Now, the one thing with, uh, Turner though, out of these three, Turner was the guy that produced early and immediately. Yeah. And he's youngest and he's the youngest. Yeah. I mean, and he was I- at Alabama. And I would expect a guy, a guy, these older guys to perform well at these kind of showcase games, right? Because, I mean, they have more experience. They're probably bigger, stronger, faster. Uh, Yes, it was Oklahoma State QB Alan Bowman got a seventh year of eligibility. Wow. Because the math is four years of eligibility, one COVID year, one standard red shirt year gets you to six years. You can also get a medical red shirt to get you up to seven. That should not be a thing, NCAA. You should not be able to play almost double the length of your college yeah. career. Hey, so he was like 24. Just <laughs> Probably, yes. Bullying around 18-year-olds. Yes. Guys, these guys that can't even drink going up against a guy in his mid-20s. Hey, some of us make it make seven sense. years, though. That's true. Those are called doctors. You know? Sure. <laughs> or Tommy Boy. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, this next guy here, Bob. I'm going to let you kick us off oh, on yeah. this next guy because I know you are a big fan of this edge rusher out of Penn State. Who are we talking about? Yeah, old Chop Robinson. What did we say his first name was? His, his old nickname was Pork Chop. Okay. They just shortened it to Chop. Okay. Yeah. We his, still don't know his, his first name. His government name is Pork Chop. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it starts with a D. Okay. And, so, it's, and it's a real, like, you know, a name. So we're going to go with it Chop. It is a real name. It's not Pork Chop. <laughs> Uh, we have an edge here, Chop Robinson out of Penn State, 6'3", 253. Um, I have here that Chop has to win with speed because he really isn't the biggest guy. You know, exactly like Adam kind of led into, you've got Turner, 
I, I think there's the top two. I think you've got Turner and Verse. There's going to be the injury stuff that kind of knocks uh, Letu a little bit, um, probably to like the 10 to 20 um, range in the NFL draft. But um, Chop's speed off the line is really good. He seems to be a really smart player. I feel like he's a better than average edge in the in the run game. My comp for him, I know this is, I don't know how, you know, you got to be kind of degenerate to understand this one. And I can't even say his last name, so you might have to help me, Josh. But it's Tuli Tuipilotu. Tuli Tuipilotu. So the edge there yep. in uh, in Los Angeles. I kind of see some similarity with, uh, with him and with Chop. Um, let me give you some breakdown here on DJ's mock. So DJ has uh, Liatu. Latu mm-hmm. going to the Rams um, with pick nineteen. Okay, and then um, I fun. saw Chop there to Houston, which would essentially assume that maybe they can't sign Jonathan Grenard. Grenard is out the door. Let Grenard walk and then yep. bring Chop in. So honestly, I would like both of those. They're also spots. losing pretty much everyone behind Grenard and Anderson. Yeah. Like yeah. I think the rest of the edge group in Houston is free agents. Yeah. So um, my I, one, my one concern about Chop, he needs to test well. He 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 needs to go to the combine and he needs to run a good forty. He needs he needs to have a good three cone, and then he needs to look really good in drills. I don't know what what your thoughts are on him. Yeah, Adam, let's but. hear it on old Chop. Yeah, I mean, I like Chop. He, he is going to be one of these guys that I think uh, skyrockets up the board here after the combine. Um, he's just not very productive. Yeah, you know, yeah. he was not very productive at Penn State. Um, across thirty games, he only totaled eleven and a half sacks mm-hmm. and right. twenty TFLs. That's not great. So I don't like that. You know, if you look across at all the. The edge rushers we know and love these days. Uh, Nick Bosa, Michael Parsons, Max Crosby, Aiden Hutchinson, Will Anderson, TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, all of these dudes were were productive early on. Um, it's almost like production early in your football career, at least mm. at the collegiate level, is a good indicator of future production. Sure. Who would have thought? Yeah, it matters. If you're good at something, maybe you'll be good at something professionally when you're getting paid money for it. Yep. And maybe. it can be your full focus. But yeah, I like Chop Robinson. I mean, he's he is uh, he's projected to be the fourth edge off the board. He's going as low as nineteen, and I haven't seen him go after pick thirty-five. So I mean, I think you can pretty safely assume he's going to be a first-round pick. Yeah, um, and that's probably someone you'll be able to get. Like the the one thing is Chop the the, the name Chop is going to yeah. that adds a round. Yeah. So you he's going to be. So I was saying, oh, maybe you can get him the fourth. You're not going to be able no, to get him the fourth. He's going to be in the third. It's a third round. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same with Lotu. Chop. Latu, the name is hard, but Get he's going to be a mid-third. If you yeah. have a cool haircut, you know, especially white guys like mullets or something, you know. Or, or this next guy. Cool name. But, you know, also, cool tattoos. I'm thinking last year in RSO, Van Ness yeah. and Will McDonald both were available in the fourth round. So, mm-hmm. it could Maybe. happen. You never know. Yeah. Does it – it doesn't worry you, though? Because, I mean, what – I would be curious. You may not have this pulled up. I won't be targeting Chop. Yeah, is I was going to say, does the lack of production worry? Yes, of course. That seems like of a... Of course. Because I think you could overlook, right, maybe less than desirable arm length or speed or something for an edge rusher if they were prolific producers. Now, we will talk about this, and Adam has said this for years, but you let people fall. So, so far from who we've talked about, you Turner, or you Turner, you target Dallas Turner, you target Jared Verse, but we're going to let Latu and we're going to let Chop fall to us. Now, if they fall to a certain point to where it's just like, all right, I'm okay to grab a guy like Chop and let him maybe sit and learn for a year, especially if he's going to the Houston Texans with a D'Amico Ryans. I mean, that's a pretty primo little setup, but I'm not targeting a guy like Chop. I'm going to, I'm going to, let him fall to me, and if it's a good situation, then I'll draft him. Here's another thing that scares me. Um, I was listening to the NFL Stock Exchange, 
which is fantastic show. I would yeah, recommend recommend that for everyone out there trying to you know sift through these rookies. Um, but Tampa Bay Trey at Tampa Bay Trey um, of all of the offensive tackles that he recorded a pressure on, only two of them um, had a pass blocking grade above 66. This is for Chop Robinson. So wow. most of the guys that he was generating pressure against were not good. Not good at all. Okay. Mm. So really cool little nugget there that I found mm-hmm. from that show. But um, he's going to be someone I'll probably avoid. What if he gets really good draft capital? More intrigued? Same level of interest? I think he's going to get good draft capital. And then the combine will, will you know, if, if we see this dude put up like a 10 ARS or something, we're mm-hmm. going to, we're going to, Get a good landing spot. We're going to be a little more excited. We're going to dig into the table yeah. a bit more, I'm sure. But we're going to be talking in, uh, like, on the Monday after the draft episode of, like, Chop Robinson. He could be right. a third, early third-round pick right. now. But, yeah, I just don't like the the no production or the limited yeah. production, you know. Mm. When you when you see someone that's, oh, this guy's going to be the fourth best edge in the class, you expect to go pull up the stats and you see, oh, he had 30 sacks mm-hmm. at, at Penn what, State. But what no. conference is Penn State? Big Ten? Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty decent conference. Yeah. But, you know, the power five. It reminds me of, like, OA. You know, OA, same thing at Penn State. Did not put up the the stats and was a really nice athlete. I think he was, like, a nine, a high nine. I was going to say, that's what I was going to ask is how many guys that are valued edge-rushing assets in IDP and Dynasty did not produce in college. I would would guess that list is much smaller Mm -hmm. than the list of guys that you just rattled off who were all hyper-productive in college. So, all right, so that was the edge rushing group. Let's keep it moving and talk about Adam's favorite player mm-hmm. in the draft. I believe this is your birthday compadre, Addy, who is next up here on the primer. Uh, before we do that, actually, could I, Did I you step all over. I'm, my so, I, I'm sorry. That was beautiful. We may have to, you may have to go back and redo it, but I did want to, I did want to, since we kind of just finished up the edge guys yeah. and we, it was kind of a perfect little thought there. We, I did combined. Uh, I combined yeah. all of the statistics for like the top guys. Okay. So we can kind of go through like the averages. So the the data that I, I'm averaging right now, the edge rushers that, that I put in into this average, Nick Bosa, Max Crosby, Aiden Hutchinson, Will Anderson, TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, Josh Allen, Kayvon Thibodeau, Thibodeau, Jalen Phillips, Brian Burns. Nice, nice group. That's a very good right? sample size. Okay. So the average height among this group is six four and a half. I was gonna say six four. The average weight. Let me say two forty five. Two fifty eight. Two fifty eight. Gosh, that's big. Average arm length. Uh, I don't know. Thirty four well. inches. Okay. So I mean, that's 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 yeah. long. That, that's uh, yeah, that's long. Um, the average forty is four six five. Okay. And again, these are six four two fifty eight mutants. Guys, sure. Yeah. Um, the average three cone is seven. Wow. The average vert, 36 and a half. Let's go. The average broad is 963. The average RAS is 9.8. 9.8. So those are the things wow. you want to keep in mind when we're watching these combines. As far as like benchmarks, as far as like exactly. this guy Traits, clears yeah, right? you know? these benchmarks. So that's just. that's got just, a chance to be elite. That's just the, the measurables and stuff. But also I want, I want to look at the production too. So I also went through and, and, and combined all of the. All the college production for these edge rushers. So um, the average tackles per game was 4.1. The average sacks per game was 0.67. And the average tackles for loss, uh, tackles for loss per game was 1.11. Mm. So I wanted to kind of see, like, how do these guys stack up, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so 
The guys looks like Jared Verse was very very good. Is this um, all in the spreadsheets, Eddie? This is all in the spreadsheets. Wow, truly a freak in the sheets. Wow. wow. So Jared Verse uh, tackles for loss per game one point two five. That's nice. Like I said, the benchmark was one point one one. So above. Um, Lay two was at one point oh six tackles for loss per game. So a little bit below. Um, Dallas Turner was at point eight six. Okay. Um, and then sacks, Dallas Turner was at point five nine. The benchmark was point six seven. Um, verse was at point seven nine. There you go. And late two was at point seven three. So, so all these guys are, are was, right in there. Verse was the biggest producer of the bunch. Yes, but also like. you have to remember that Verse did play at Albany for two years. That's true. You know, it's like Cam so. Newton. Cam Newton playing in the, the Division two school, and he's older. He's yeah. older than all these guys. That's true. Like that's that is not something that really um, is similar to the guys on the list above him. All those guys above him yeah. were like three year players, pretty much mm-hmm. out of there after their junior year. Verse is going to be one of the older prospects we've seen in a while. So I think uh, Latu sticks in there a little bit. I think they all do. The I think they. Three. I think they all stack up really, really well. Yeah. I think. I mean, I'm not like I, I was. You know, expecting to like find something and be like, you know, one's like pulling them. Yeah, this guy's out of the list, but yeah. or this guy's not off the board or whatever. But no, I mean, I, I think they're all intriguing, and okay. I think they're all going to test well. So I mean, I I feel pretty confident in this. These three, at least. All right. Jump in the spreadsheets, folks. Uh, go to Adam's Dynasty Rankings. There's a link to the spreadsheets in there. You can see what Adam was doing as he recovered from COVID, uh, besides uh, shivering I'm trying, I couldn't talk sleeping. to anybody. He couldn't <laughs> yeah. really be around anybody. That's true. He was just in isolation, just grinding the spreadsheets so, uh, for 23 hours a day. Hopefully that made sense. But No, that's good. That's like benchmarks yeah. of both production and traits that you want to look for. That's helpful, Bobo. I was going to say, too, that um, there's also on the website – I don't know if you have to sub or not, but you have gone in and seen where all these guys were mocked based off of Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks. Uh, you've got several others, and then it kind of gives you an average of like, okay, you know, Chop Robinson is going to go about this point in the first round, or Latu is going to go about this point. And it's not I super, think it's super helpful. also interesting to see the variation yeah, in sure. where these guys have them ranked, right? And all these guys like them differently. I mean – we like these guys here, and, and in a month or so after the combine, it might be completely different. All of a sudden, Chop Robinson might be the number two behind Dallas Turner because Jared Verse didn't run the 40 well. I mean, um, we're just kind of giving you the well, tools to prepare for. What is helpful about the combine, too, mm-hmm. is not only the testing coming out, but the insiders and the draft Knicks are there with all the movers and shakers. Yeah. The GMs, the coaches are there. Mm-hmm. They're swapping gossip. They're talking about guys they like. So – the draft Knicks will come out of the combine yeah. with totally fresh new takes for these mock drafts because they learned not just how these players stacked up physically, mm-hmm. but who certain decision makers like. Well, and I always th- think that in DJ's mocks too, to where like I see Chop Robinson here to the Texans, and it's like, all right, that's really cool for Chop, but it also makes me think like, what does DJ know maybe about Grenard not being there? You know, and he writes here and potentially. Jonathan Grenard playing alongside him and Will Anderson, but it's like, do you know something? And maybe the Texans are not going to be able to retain Jonathan Grenard. So DJ's really like deep into the NFL. Like he's he got some real pull and actually knows some real people that that uh, give him education on how he mocks. So yeah, I I pay a ton of attention to what what DJ says. So can we move to your favorite player in the draft now, Eddie? Yes. All right, your birthday mate, right? Yeah, birthday boy. All right, who is it? Cooper. 
DeGene. Great name as well. Yeah, out of Iowa. Shout out to our boy Eric Harms. That's right. I know he's, I'm sure, a Hit huge it. fan. Hit it. I don't know which one it is. It may be. Uh, yes. Hey, guys. Such a good pull. Somebody call 911. I don't feel so good. Yeah, maybe if uh, Cooper DeGene goes to a bad landing spot, that's going to be Eric's reaction. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think, I think he's landing spot proof, yeah. man. This guy. Just a natural athlete, man. Uh, he's projected to be the eighth defensive player off the board. He's going as low as 15, but I've not seen him go later than 28. Um, let's just kind of start with his background because it's insane. In high school, he was a team captain as a sophomore, junior, and senior on the football team. He played DB, wide receiver, and quarterback, and he holds his high school records for pass completions and passing yards in a season career passing yards and passing touchdowns receptions in a game. Is he throwing to himself? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Baller. Uh, receptions and receiving yards in a season, touchdown receptions in a career and total yards in a season. He lettered in basketball three years, uh, baseball three years, track three years. He's the class two a long jump and a hundred meter dash state champion. Uh, that was his senior year. Um, in basketball, he has 1,832 career points. That's 55 points ahead of Harrison Barnes. Wow. Who's in the NBA. His high, dude, check out his highlight reel for basketball. It's it's sick. Dude is really, really good. Um, just a natural athlete. I mean, yeah. you see that when you watch him. Like, the dude is just good. Like, sometimes when you see him going for an interception, it looks like he's like the receiver, you know. He's he just – he's a natural. Um, I think the main conversation we're going to see with, with – with, uh, Dijon is what position does he play? Is he going to be a cornerback uh, or is he going to be like a safety type? Um, and I think the, he can do everything. I don't, I don't know. Uh, he was really good as a corner, like on the outside last year. Um, and he pretty much exclusively played outside. Um, but the year before that he did, you know, more of like a, a safety type, type type deal. He was still played outside, but he played a lot more box, a lot more slot, um, a lot more like free safety. So just a versatile player. Um, and just a natural athlete, I think he's gonna he's gonna fit well with pretty much any team. So is this like a Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, Brian Branch type <laughs> of situation? I did. Yes, I was gonna say. Is that why you I comped him you. to Minka? I mean, you know, when you think about when Minka came into the league, like he kind of came in as a corner. That's why the Dolphins traded him because they yeah. just couldn't figure out what to do with this guy. Yeah, and then slowly the move in Miami became him uh, playing a little bit more safety, and then all of a sudden they started putting him in the box. Um, I don't understand why Miami let Minka go. Maybe they couldn't pay him. Um, anyway, I just think he would. They couldn't figure out where to put him. Yeah, that's remember all that. Was it Minka's mom was like, they aren't using my baby right. Like yeah. get this guy to a team that knows how to use him. Yeah, Cooper is uh, Cooper's fun man. He's one of the best athletes in the draft, and um, he's just a baller. You know, I mean, not only does the the high school you know resume speak for itself, but it's also interesting if you are in a league that uh, measures punt and kick returns. If he starts returning punts or kicks, it's going to be hilarious how much this this guy could put up. One of my one of the my, who wrote this here is this DJ up at the top. One of my favorite lines yes. here that he says he's also an excellent punt returner because of his combination of speed, elusiveness, and bravery. And I think that's bravery. awesome. <laughs> I love the bravery when wow. you're returning punts, man. 
You see the comp that DJ gave him? Yeah. It reminds him of Eric Weddle coming out of college. Ooh, that would be sick. Pretty nice. That's a very good comp. I don't think that the whole conversation of corner or safety is going to matter for Cooper DeJohn. I well, think you're going to see Both of them yeah, could be care. valuable. What yeah. if he's slot corner or – Exactly. And I think know. we're seeing over the last couple of years that the whole cornerback model is uh, is changing. You know, you've got Devon with him, Spoon. You know, we've got the, – even the guy before him, I was really interested in Reek Wolin. He was a freak that – you know, tested insane at the combine, but we've got just like Legereus Sneed. You know, I mean, we, Kenny we Moore. gosh, we could do this forever. And, and especially when we're talking about in terms of best ball, we're talking about, you know, dynasty leagues, you know, redraft leagues that are on sleeper where you've just got DBs and you've got corners that are just scoring a ton. The whole corner, you know, we're not going to really talk about them that much because just corners. Like, no, if you're listening to this show, you're going to hear us talk about corners because they're going to win you a lot of your best balls, they're going to win you a lot of your dynasty leagues. Corners are relevant, and uh, they should matter. It's like think about think about it now. You know, like where would you take Witherspoon now? Like, yep. If you could redo the draft, like he would be one of the top five IDPs, right? Well, yes, easily. I, I think yes. about it too in terms of like value. You start thinking about trades and stuff, and where it's like I have Legarius Sneed and Trent McDuffie, and I think about like, wow, I could probably trade them for an edge right now, like a probably a decent edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I don't know. That's just the world that we're living in, where uh, you know. Like we don't want to because you. No. it's a nice little advantage you have. Absolutely. So you were talking about NFL draft if they redrafted last year's rookies? No, or I'm, say, I'm saying for, for IDP. So like in our in our IDP drafts last year, our rookie drafts, Witherspoon was not drafted, exactly. right? But I oh. think if, if you redid that draft, yep. I think he's probably – like when we do the redraft with mm-hmm. uh, Macri. Mm-hmm. He's a third round. He's a third round pick now, right? Yep. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know? So no I think doubt. that's the same thing you need to be thinking of with – Cooper DeGene, even if he ends up playing outside corner, you don't need to be like, oh, he's a corner. I'm not, I can't take him before round five. You should, if yes. he's, especially if he's going to be one of these guys that's just getting these high leverage snaps, playing close to the line of scrimmage. And we know he's a, a playmaker. You know, exactly. We've, we've just waxed poetically about him. So, I mean, yeah. this is the type of guy you want to have, I think. Now, here's the problem. You're listening to this show. Thank you. Um, how high is too high? I mean, like late second, yeah. you know, is that where he ends up creeping up into? Yeah. Probably. If he's there in the third round. I've yes. got like four third round picks. Yes. I will be looking say, at some Cooper DeGene. Historically, you look at XFL specifically, Derwin James, Minka Fitzpatrick, Jeremy Chin, uh, Kyle Hamilton. I don't know when Kayham went. Second, Second round. Uh, Brisker was probably a third. Uh, sometimes they sneak through some of those guys. You know, A lot of those safeties go in the late third, fourth round. I think you, you're sitting there, 306, Cooper DeGene is still hanging there. That feels about where you're yeah, locking in. Go, right? Yep. Yeah, we should mention we're going to be doing some rookie mock drafts here soon on the show. Yep. I so got to say this because we might we'll be not having have these many discussions. Might not have many more players here to uh, in the mock, but uh, Cooper DeGene to the Arizona Cardinals, which makes me think like, huh? They need DJ all probably the knows Buddha's gone, and uh, Cooper to the Cardinals. Hey, well, Buddha is a I believe a free agent. He's just got um, a or huge will be a free cap agent number next year. Yeah, I could see them cutting him if he isn't uh, actually under contract. His contract's weird. I can't make heads. We just or tails talks about it. it. I think that uh, it's like a nineteen million dollar. He's going to get they cut. Cap, you know, they hit him. It's like three million or something like that. He's going to be gone. Yeah, he'll be gone. So um, we just okay. talked about this, Josh. So Cooper DeGene is it Cooper DeGene or Cooper DeJean? No one knows. No one knows. It's a mystery. No one knows. DeGene reminds me of like Borat, like Vagine. Yeah. Like uh, it's it's a it's a fun name to throw around there. I was thinking too, how weird do you feel as Cooper DeGene being like, yeah, a bunch of dudes now all over the internet are talking about what I did in high school. Yeah. It's just kind weird. of it's kind of a weird in like two weeks. Yeah, thing that yeah. we're you know they're gonna be pulling out all these nuggets. Like oh, in middle school he was actually. 
Uh, averaging it's like you're talking about what i was doing in middle school what hey we care man and it's like those multi-sport athletes but it's Mm -hmm. like did you think cooper DeGene in like eighth ninth grade was like i wonder if someone will be talking about (laughs) this it's like that louis ck joke of like this is going to be in the bible right like are you thinking about that in the moment as your cooper DeGene? like huh i just put up 45 points I, i might have a prolific high school basketball career i wonder if daniel jeremiah will talk about this at the combine Mm. it's just kind of bizarre it's kind of a bizarre thing to be like oh and uh he took his high school date to prom and uh they had a great time and uh cooper DeGene's a great dancer i'm sure i guarantee he was oh you know he was he He got swag i I know he was pulling all kinds of tales is this just because he's your birthday mate that's right special (laughs) kinship to him that's right my brother that's right love you coop so let's move on to (laughs) linebackers though and it doesn't feel like this linebacker class is super sexy just based on kind of my initial run through of the notes that you all have put together here well and when you look through the mocks like these guys aren't being drafted high and i guess everyone knows you know positional value like no one really cares about these linebackers anymore so you're not seeing i haven't seen i don't think any first round linebackers Mm -hmm. i haven't seen any any of the mocks mocks. yeah um and then like maybe you get one in the second round Mm -hmm. you know there's just there's just not it doesn't seem like there's a, it's a very good class. And anyway, there's just, a ton of free agent linebackers. Yeah. I don't think teams are going to prioritize right. that. That's another good point. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's a position that no one really cares and about. And I anymore. think it needs to be taken into consideration when you draft these guys because the last couple of years, you know, we've really been burnt by these rookie linebackers, exactly. um, expecting them to get a lot of play. I mean, we probably expected Jack Campbell to see more play than he even did last year. And he was by far, I mean, where was he taken in the first round? 18th pick, maybe? Yeah. Late teens? He went, like, back first in some leagues. Yeah. And um, he, was, he was early second, I think. But our, I'm saying in the NFL league. draft, he was the 18th pick. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can look but, I mean, yeah. like, yes, you're right. He was back first in some IDP leagues and then second rounder, and that's just kind of a – that's a disappointing pick when you've really just got to sit on that. And, and some of these guys are just uh, – you know, here we are. We've talking about Dayon Henley. We're talking about um, number your boy in Denver, Doran Williams, Drew yeah. Sanders. Exactly, minimal playing time. So just that's all I'm saying. Just it, it who we talk about as far as linebackers, take that into consideration. Well, and it feels like this is depressed even from what last year was. Exactly yeah, right. Because yeah. last year, you know, it was Sanders and Campbell both were getting mocked like in the first. Mm-hmm. It yeah. seemed. Yeah. This year, you're not seeing that at all. And also, just like I don't know. I mean, we just like you just mentioned, we just saw all those guys. Underperform. And Campbell had a little a bit of line, rookie linebacker fatigue a little yep. bit. And we were like, dang, Campbell to Detroit. He's about to play so quick. Yeah, Anzalone's and like, gone, and then Anzalone's a pro bowler. And yeah, and Anzalone's going to be there next year, too. Yep. So, yep. yeah, that's going to be a And so is Derek Barnes, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I think – yeah, I, I'm not going to be chasing these linebackers, I don't so think, why, anymore. Yeah, it's like why, why would you spend – high rookie draft capital on an asset that's not going to probably return value until year three? Yeah. Year four, maybe? You know, I was thinking about this, too. I don't know if I told you all this. I think I did put it in the thread. But Sleeper makes it really hard to where if you're in a dynasty IDP league, and I've got some people at this point to where um, Unreal hasn't quite yet rolled over, but shout out Nico, uh, KFC league from last year. You've got a lot of offense that you're starting. You've got a lot of defense that you're starting. Then you have a really big bench. And I have guys that I picked up at the end of the year, like Christian Barmore, Malcolm Kuntz, um, Nick Herbig. You know, guys in that kind of realm to where it's like, am I really about to draft this linebacker and drop uh, Nick Herbig? Like, probably not, you know? So you kind of, the the size of your roster and the amount of bench spots that you have, plays into a lot of like whether I want to sit and wait on a chop Robinson for 
a couple years. Yeah, those kind of leagues, I feel like you, if you don't have a taxi squad, yeah. it's really hard to justify holding a lot of those Even guys. on a taxi squad, I mean, if you got you got a relatively active waiver wire, um, some of these guys can be hard to hold on to for a very long amount of so time. So now that we've talked it up, let's talk yeah. linebacker. And, uh, let's some of these guys are cool. With a Michigan boy that I'm sure Kyle B. can tell us more about. But, uh, Addy, why don't you give the folks uh, an idea of the number one linebacker on your list? I don't know if I'd say he just was in this. World. I was going to yeah. say in the in the dock. <laughs> yeah, he is yeah, the number yeah. one okay. linebacker we're don't, discussing. Don't you put the word in my mouth. This is Adam's number one locked and loaded. <laughs> I like that. Peyton got quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> he got experience. <laughs> yeah, Junior Colson mm-hmm. out of Michigan, twenty one point two years of age. So he's one of the younger linebackers. He's a three year. Just junior. started drinking. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Four-star recruit coming out. So, I mean, he, he had high expectations. Uh, was also pretty productive in college. He immediately got playing time at, at Michigan as a freshman. 60 tackles, uh, five TFLs, and, and a half sack uh, as a freshman. So, I mean, I like that quite a bit. And then the production ramped up the next year, 101 tackles, six TFLs, two sacks as a sophomore, 95 tackles, two TFLs as a junior. And then, you know, he's going to bounce. But PFF grades, also pretty good. 81.7 this year for Michigan, 75.5 in 2022, 48.5 in 2021, but he was a freshman. There you go. So um, he's he's one of these guys, right? He's probably going to be like a late second, early third pick, early, early third round pick. So, I mean, he's he's in that that same range as last year, the Drew Sanders, the – the Dorian Williams, you know. Which I don't know. I mean, I'm fine to grab those guys with like a fourth and just wait. Right. But, man, spending third round or higher capital on linebackers and rookie drafts just feels like a fool's errand at this point. And, I mean, it could definitely change if, if maybe, you know, Colson ends up getting like second round, like early second round capital. Maybe we talk ourselves into it. But for the most part, but like, I don't I don't think, think about, we should. But think about the linebacker. You could make a case has the highest – dynasty stock coming out of his rookie year it's an undrafted free agent and yeah. Ivan Pace Jr yeah. right yeah so like it's just like man I don't know anymore this last year really kind of scrambled my brain on the rookie linebackers Bobo well and exactly like what you you know led into this with that I don't know that we've quite seen a free agency class in terms of IDP quite like we are this year um, so you're gonna have to ask yourself is your team about to roll out a Willie Gay, who's now got four years of experience in the NFL, are you going to grab a junior Colson and, and, you know, try to let him lead your team? That kind of makes me feel like a lot of these linebackers are just going to be parked behind veterans and maybe have a shot in year two, year three. And I think that you're starting to see, too, that I think these teams are starting to realize that it's best to just grab these linebackers and let them sit and learn because – they threw my boy, you know, Isaiah Simmons and Patrick Queen and Jordan Brooks and, you know, all the like uh, uh, Zayvon Collins. They threw him to the Wolves pretty early on, and they were made to look a fool. They drowned. Pretty quick. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it just goes to show you that we, we talk about it here, and the NFL, you know, actually talks about the game slowing down and everything getting slower and processing it a little bit easier. This guy's 21 years old. I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah, what would you see out of junior? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's very athletic, really versatile skill set in my opinion. Um, he shows patience and power in the pass rush. He has the ability to cover tight ends and backs when he needs to. I think he has a really good head on his shoulders. He's really smart, you know, with some time, with some knowledge. I think he could end up being the green dot for a, for a team um, with some time. Um, I, I don't know if I like my comp or not. 
Uh, my comp's a little bit shorter than him, but similar to like a Dre Greenlaw. You see this guy make a lot of tackles in the backfield, especially on the run. Uh, Colston's pretty quick. I think he's going to test pretty well in the 40. Um, again, we want to be up on these guys, and we want y'all to be knowledgeable, but we don't want to we don't want to oversell too much. Like Colston, but, uh, you know, probably with like a fourth-round draft pick. Sorry. No, it's, just, it's, it's hard to predict these linebackers, right? And I we've mean, learned. Yeah, you know? I mean, you know, we we talked about all those ed, those those ten or twelve edge guys I listed off earlier in the show. Like all those guys, like had very similar traits. You look at like if you do that with the linebackers, like it, it's the averages are not as tight, right? Yeah, like yeah. it's uh, the skew is larger. It's just tough. So it, it there's it's it's hard to predict like which ones are going to be good, mm-hmm. um, just because it's a hard position. I mean, it's it's a very hard position to play in the NFL. Uh, they expect a lot out of these linebackers. You, know, you got to be able to coverage. You got to be able to play the run. It's just tough, and so it's just harder to find these guys or know which ones are going to be elite for us in IDP. Mm-hmm. So, could, could you see Cooper DeGene going in rookie drafts before any linebacker goes off the board? I, I don't know that we will, but I think we probably should. Mm-hmm. I think people still are that they're still just going to be. I got to get these linebackers. Yeah. Uh, I can't even. Look at it at cornerback until round five. I can't yeah. even look at him. <laughs> Especially a white one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, thank God Cooper DeGene's coming in to rescue the white team. I know. In the race bowl. I know. He's. We're gonna be. We're okay now. Cooper DeGene stepping think, right into a I starting think, role. I think we're favored now. I think we're favored. Yeah. Cooper swung it with all his basketball and track back. That was our only weakness, and we shorted it up. Only weakness. <laughs> It's true. Like we would get like Tyreek Hill would be basically forty yards of separation yep. from whoever was trying to cover him. No more. I mean, because who would that be? Even I don't even know. Um, Reed Blankenship. He'd be, <laughs> like, he'd be on there for sure. He'd be a starter. Can we get Weddle out of retirement? Maybe. <laughs> God, we're in deep, deep trouble. Uh, let's move on to the next guy here out of Texas A and M. It is yes, my boy. Let me lead him off. Okay, go for it. So Edrin Cooper. Let's talk about Edrin Cooper here. Texas A and M linebacker, six three, two thirty. Um, really decent speed for his size. Plays better off of the edge, I think. Um, can also be used in the run game. He's a really physical player. Knows how to close in space. Here's my thought. I think just by watching some quick tape, we could, we could quickly look up and see that Cooper might have been one of the best IDPs to come out of this draft. Now, again, I don't want to overhype this guy. I'm not saying that we need to grab him with a second-round uh, second draft pick, but I think that Cooper has the ability. He has a physical size. Adam will talk a little bit about his Texas A&M stats and everything, but um, the metrics are all really good. My comp for him is kind of a little hybrid Hassan Reddick. Um, the dude gets some tackles, but he also gets the tackles for loss and the sacks, which I love to see. So Yeah, eight I, sacks in 2023. I'll be really interested to see where Cooper um, – where he finishes in the combine, like where he compares with the class, and then kind of seeing what the hype could possibly build up for Cooper pre-draft. Because I, I feel like Cooper is the type of guy that could rise after uh, after a little bit of time. Yeah, I, I like Edron Cooper quite a bit. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah has him as his 20th overall player. So, That's I mean, pretty he, good. He's very high on him as well. Um, I saw a comp that I think you'd like, Bob. He was comp to Ernest Jones. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, now I'm interested. Yeah, guy that's good tackler, has you know some nice pass rush ability. Um, that's kind of what Edron Cooper is. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but Josh mentioned he had eight sacks this last year at AM. He also had 17 TFLs very with nice. 84 tackles. So, I mean – the splash plays like he's the type of guy that could that could win you a week. Um, so yeah, I like Adrian Cooper. He's probably going to be 
if, if uh, he, uh, he feels like someone that I'm going to end up falling in love with, you know, yeah. after the combine. Yeah. Second round pick, Daddy. I can just see it right <laughs> now. Cooper DeShane's <laughs> off in the corner, mm-hmm. just yeah. dancing his little white ass off, tears <laughs> running down his face. We're going to get back in the draft for you, Coop. He's going to be slow dancing with Edger and Cooper. Yeah, yes. you trade one Cooper for another. That's right. You're breaking hearts out there, Eddie. Uh, all right, yeah, th- I'm I'm intrigued if if he's if this guy's drawing Ernest Jones comps and Ooh. racking up eight sacks and 17 TFLs to go with 84 tackles. Mm. That's pretty nice. Let's kick things over to your 11th year, I think, redshirt <laughs> senior there, Addy. Who's the next linebacker on the list? Peyton Willis. No, nope. I'm sorry, <laughs> Peyton, Peyton Wilson. He has, still has brain fog, people. He still has the COVID he was brain just fog. powering through yeah. that. Peyton Willis. <laughs> like that doesn't sound right. Sorry. There was a little misfire of the brain there. You yeah, could we're tell. We're still we're still learning these guys, you know. Uh, yeah, Peyton Wilson, NC State, 23.8 years of age, boys. Wow. Well, that's what happens when you're a sixth year guy. Oh, right. to be 23 again. I know. Seriously. I know. Yeah, he was a six year senior. He was a four star recruit. Um, I'm just gonna read here what DJ has about him. He is a height, weight, speed linebacker with excellent instincts and playmaking ability. He has the tools to play stacked in the box or as a whole defender in space. Against the pass, he is fluid in his zone drops. He relies on his eyes to jump routes and get his hands on the ball. He has the speed, agility to mirror backs and tight ends. Mm-hmm. Going to be a good player, I think. Um, he's someone that has been extremely productive in college. Uh, probably the most productive linebacker out of all these guys. Um he did play it a lot of years, of course, but <laughs> that he, helps. He racked, he racked up, up twelve hundred <laughs> tackles, <laughs> almost four hundred and two tackles. That Goodness is definitely gracious. the most tackle. Uh, some of the highest uh, tackle numbers that I've seen out of a, a college linebacker. Um, Fifteen sacks as well. Forty-eight TFLs in his uh, college career. So I mean, Not too shabby. A guy that can tackle, a guy that can get in the backfield. And he only played two games in 2021, it looks like. Right, right. And I think he's going to test really well. Um, I found another nice little nug about this guy. Mm. Hold on one second, boys. I think it's interesting. DJ said he was a height, weight, speed linebacker. Yeah, he's he's like 6'4". And then here's the speed part. 23.4 miles per hour on GPS during a game running down a player to make a tackle. That was the highest ever recorded at NC State. I was going to say, anything above like 22.8 or like if you get into the 23s on GPS, that's really fast. That's like Tariq. I mean, that's such ridiculous. That's really fast. So, yeah. I think I think Peyton Wilson's going to be one of these guys that I end up liking quite a bit too. It's yeah. probably going to be him and Edron Cooper as my two It'll favorite. Be him homies. and Cooper DeGene. Yeah, and Cooper DeGene as well. My two white homies. Team Cooper. But I like him. I like him. He's he's you know the production stuff is is all great, and it's not just that he stuck around. Like he was immediately productive when he got to NC State. And then you read all the stuff about him being a leader. Right. Um, it, it's Did just, he have the captain's patch? Probably. Oh, Probably. He's over. there for six years. God, he better have the captain's <laughs> yeah, patch. Yeah, I would think so. If not, that's a really that's a big red flag. Yeah, yeah. I think he probably did everything he could do there at NC State. <laughs> you know, he got a couple master's degrees, yeah. working on a doctorate, <laughs> electrical engineering degree. Mabo, what do you think about uh, nah, this guy? All the things Adam said. Good tackler, um, better than average speed for somebody who's six four, two sixty eight. That's a big we'll, boy. We'll see. I th- yeah, the, that sounds we heavy. got the combine to to give us these measurables. I've, I've already some of these guys have already you know uh, not as not what they projected like because the senior bowl they actually did weigh ins and stuff. I think he has some of the best 
uh, smarts of any of the linebackers in the class. Seems to always be in the right spot. He he weighed in. Yeah, six oh four two thirty four. 234. Okay, way different. Wow. So, 6'4", 234, yes. I don't know where I'm pulling wow, that wow. from. Uh, my comp, Troy Anderson. I like it. I think he'll test well. I think you're going to look up and that RAS is real nice. Going to be healthy. Like looking up at that RAS. Mm. Yes, sir. Real tasty. 10 out of 10, RAS. Let me talk about this next linebacker. Please do. This is the one I'm a little hot and bothered little for. Because old Clemson here. boy. Jeremiah Trotter Jr. <laughs> Clemson linebacker. six foot, 230 pounds. Um, I think Trotter's best trait is avoiding defensive linemen when he rushes a quarterback. He has kind of a quick twitch ability that you see more often kind of in running backs in space. You know, he has the ability to kind of miss linemen when he's going for the quarterback. It's kind of weird. Um, has the sideline beating speed with the ability to QB spy when he needs to. He's a great tackler. Um, he has the run-stopping ability. My comp is getting a little hot and bothered. So, again... I don't care if you don't like these comps. This is what I, what is, this is who I think this about. This is what's in my heart. This is who these eyes see when I watch them. These subjective uh, eyes. You know? So, keep it to yourself. Uh, my comp is Nick Bolton. Okay. And I know that the Clemson linebacking trail has taken us down some some rough it's, beaten it's, paths it's in the last taken, couple of years. It's taken a beating. We're lost in the woods. <laughs> this <laughs> path has some cars crashed. Hey, some hope. Hey. But we're going to come trotting back. I was going to say, and the pedigree here. Bring it around. <laughs> pedigree here is off the charts. I mean, you got a dad who played 12 seasons yeah. in the NFL. Stunting third, like a daddy. Third round pick by the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he went to Stephen F. Austin, the dad did. So Where is that? That Texas? is, I think so. It's the Stephen F. Austin Lumberjacks, wow. which is pretty. That's a nice, uh, nice mascot. Don't go old. That's right. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it is weird. I mean, how many sons of former NFL players do we have in this draft? Tons. A lot. Marvin Jerry Harrison. Rice, yeah, Marvin Harrison, Harrison Jr. Um, Trotter. Uh, Leonard uh, Williams. I think Jerzon no, Newton um, is a son. I is think, he? I think so. I think his father was also a D-tackle. We'll talk about him here in a minute. Getting Marvin Harrison, the first ever player I selected in fantasy football. His son, Marvin now? Harrison. Yes, really. Yes, first Leonard, ever draft. Leonard Taylor, mm. Chris Jenkins. Right? Didn't he have a the dad that was there? Mm, I'm sure he has a dad. Wait, Leonard. Um, who was the first guy you said? Leonard Taylor. Is that Lawrence Taylor's son? No, I think there was another. That would be Leonard bigger, Taylor. Bigger hype. I it's think. Leonard Taylor yeah. the third. I feel like there was a okay. Leonard Taylor the second. He wasn't very good though. <laughs> We don't talk about Leonard Taylor the second. He knows what he did. Um, isn't uh, Frank Gore has a son? Yes, in he this does. draft, he does. Is Marshawn Lynch's son in this? Or there's, there's another. There's does a Marshawn Lynch. Lynch have a son? <laughs> Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't. <laughs> Maybe it's his cousin or his nephew. I mean, Marshawn Marshawn's not that. old enough. He's not old enough. I don't know. Yeah, he just exited the league. Yeah, you could. Is he forty? Marshawn? No, Marshawn's not. He could have yet. a kid. But how old is Marvin Harrison? I mean, Marvin Harrison's probably in his forties. Marvin he killed, a, Lynch. he killed a person too. Yes, he did. Maybe Marvin Lynch is thirty-seven. So yeah, you could have a kid, absolutely. But I would say, I'm sorry, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, is thirty-seven. Marvin oh. Harrison, I'm going to say, is like forty-five. So Marshawn maybe? couldn't have a kid. In. Okay, so maybe it's not Marshawn. Yeah, yeah, it's Marvin there's a lot Harrison of guys senior that have a lot of dads that played. No, in the NFL. Marvin Harrison is fifty-one. Wow, he had his son, I guess, a little bit, a little bit later. Man. Yeah, because his son is what twenty one. Yeah, twenty one years old. So he was thirty when he had a son. So I would, there you go. I would say watch the tape on Trotter. Just just go see what you think for yourself. I, I really like the tape on him. I really like the tape on uh, on your boy Peyton. 
Um, the tape on Cooper is really fun also. Colson's tape is okay, but um, I don't know that Colson will be the first. If I had to rank them, you were to say today, you know, how do you want these guys? I'm probably going to say Cooper one. Um, I'm probably going to say Trotter two just because I like Trotter more than Peyton, but they're both about the same. And then I'll go probably Peyton and Colston. I don't think Colston yeah. will be a – They're all right in there. Yeah. You know, I, I don't really – You're probably talking like 308 to like the rest of the draft at that yep. point. Somebody gets really good draft capital mid to late third. Okay. Because I do think outside of like the main wide receivers, it's a pretty weak. I mean, the, the running backs are pretty bad this year, if you yeah. want my opinion. Yep. Um, you've got your your pretty high quarterbacks. You're gonna have a couple tight ends, but the the draft gets pretty uh pretty watered down about mid third. And there will be some. I mean, Malachi Corley is gonna be a wide receiver that came out mm. of Western Kentucky. Very that, excited about him. Woo wee! I can't wait. Little yeah. junior uh, Debo, I think people are calling him. That would be fun. Can't wait. Love to see the Colts snatch him up in um, maybe one of the later rounds. All right, what do you think about this next guy, Adam? You a big fan of Jerzon? Yeah, we're moving to defensive tackle now. Yeah. Sorry if you weren't ready. Uh, No, I I, I do. I I think he's pretty good. 21.4 years of age. He is a fourth-year senior. He was a three-star recruit. Um, The production was pretty good. It looks like I forgot to screenshot that in there. That's okay. That's all right. We're just going to take your word for it. But he was – you know, above average as far as production goes for a defensive tackle. It is it is always hard to kind of find guys in college at at his position that produce prolifically. Yeah, you know. Um, but I mean, he was good. I think he had like, I feel like he had like eight sacks, close to that, something like that last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, this is a guy that I, I think he's going to be drafted probably within the first twenty picks. Um, yeah. So right now, DJ's mock has Jerzon. Going pick 28 to the Buffalo Bills, which would be fun. Him and Ed Oliver playing yeah. alongside each other. I was going to say, I pulled it up for you, Addy. So, he last year had uh, seven and a half sacks, mm. eight and a half tackles for loss, 52 total tackles. The year before, uh, he had fewer sacks, 5.5, but 14 tackles for loss and 62 total tackles. Mm-hmm. So, that's good. That's good yeah. production that's for a great for production. tackle. 18 sacks for his career at Illinois and 27 and a half tackles for loss, 187 total tackles. Mm-hmm. And uh, only played seven games, it looks like, his freshman year, and then um, 12, 13, and 12 games. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's good production. Yeah, this is the guy I think that was getting comp to, Gerald McCoy. Yes. Um, and my only issue with Jerzon, yeah, I mean, the college numbers are okay. I'm just worried that he's going to be the type of defensive tackle that that is better for an NFL team than it is for IDP production. Um, I don't know how many tackles and sacks this guy's really going to stack up, and I don't know how elite of a pass rusher he really is. I think he's I think he's going to be a good NFL player. I just don't know that he's going to be a Jalen Carter. It's just hard sometimes to suss out these defensive tackles oh, yeah. if they're going to be productive because we saw Kalasha Kansi and Jalen Carter, right, yeah. that are dynamic, mm-hmm. dynamic defensive tackles for IDP, but – who knows if he's that or if he's just the run clogger. Yeah. You know? What did you say his stats were in college? What was his total sacks? Do you have that pulled up still? Yeah, so his total sacks was 18 total sacks. What about TFLs? TFLs 27 and a half. Okay, so, I mean, you look at, like, the the top big boys. So, Quentin Williams, when he was in college, he put up he put up 10 sacks and 26 TFLs. That was across 24 games. Um, yeah, and this guy has, let's see, he had uh, – 
12, 24, 37, 44 games, okay. I think, 44 games. Um, guys like um, Jeffrey Simmons put up. you got to scroll over, people. Seven, seven sacks. Um in college, so I mean, it's hard to it's hard to really yeah. tell like how, how some of these guys are defensive tackle. I feel like is the hardest position to project as far as like what what are we going to get out of this guy? Sometimes it's a slam dunk, like we saw. Like I mentioned, those two rookies, thirteen and a half for Ed Oliver in his career. I mean, that's some good production from an interior defensive line. Kalaja Kansi had sixteen sacks in college. Yep, but both of those guys were like. Elijah Canty coming out was already getting the Aaron Donald comps. You know? Yeah. Not hearing that out of most of the details. Yeah, Gerald McCoy comp is not bad. That's oh, pretty for good. Sure. It's a for guy sure. I want to hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's move to the next guy here. Uh, Byron Murphy, Texas, 21.4 years old. Um, four-star recruit. Uh, Addy, what is the, uh, what's the buzz on Byron Murphy? Good buzz. Good really buzz. good buzz. I wasn't talking about how do you feel right now. I just said, what's the buzz on? Let's just see Mr. what old Murphy. DJ has to say about him. Murphy is a very explosive, nimble, and instinctive defensive tackle. He is dynamic. He's a just not good lord. He is a dynamic disruptor against the pass game. He explodes out of his stance and can roll his hips on contact, creating instant push. He consistently gets underneath blockers and prevails in the leverage battle. The dude's huge. Mm-hmm. I love the descriptors that draft Knicks use. What is it? Roll his hips? Yeah. Like, yes. what are we talking about Hip here? Rolls. Is this like a, like a dance term? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like 300 pounds. Yeah. Got oily hips. I wish I had oily hips. Uh, Brugler said he is disruptive against, against both run and pass. Murphy had the best <laughs> pass rush win rate, 19.6% among all interior defensive linemen in 2023. No other DT was above 17%. So that's good. So he had in his career, it looks like um, this is three seasons at Texas, seven games the first year, then 13, then 14. He had eight total sacks, 15 tackles for loss, and 70 total tackles across his career. Mm-hmm. So not quite as prolific as uh, Jerzon, but he right. also played one fewer year. Yeah, for the most part, most of these defensive tackles are not going to be very productive. Like yeah. Jerzon was the most productive out of all these guys. Mm-hmm. So. It is interesting that Murphy potentially might run a four seven at three hundred pounds. Wow, yeah. a four seven yeah 40. from Brugler mid four seven <laughs> is ridiculous. Yeah. Good so golly. what did you see, Bobo? Yeah, same thing. I just I'm worried it's not going to translate. Great NFL player, but maybe not somebody that I'm really targeting. Yeah, for IDP not going to be drafted from an IDP. Yeah. I agree. We just got to talk about them because, I mean, they're going to be highly drafted. Yeah. Um, and, and people need to know because you may hear, like, who was the guy for um, the Cowboys that got first? Mozzie Smith, mm-hmm. right? Like, Mozzie Smith, you may see, oh, my God, Dallas. It's a great defensive line, great mm-hmm. defense. First-round pick, this guy's a slam dunk for IDP, right? Right. Not necessarily. So I think that's why we want to bring this up because – there will be some highly drafted defensive players that just don't really translate for IDP. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to help you try to suss out over these next few months here before your rookie drafts is who's actually worth targeting based on production, traits, measurables, landing spot, draft capital. When we put the whole puzzle together, who actually you know, do we see some potential production from? So it uh, looks like we have one more defensive tackle here, Addy. Yeah, Darius Robinson. This is a guy that is uh, rising as of late. He was at the Senior Bowl this week, and uh, a lot of people talking about this guy. I like Dane Brugler's um, 
what he said here in his latest mock at 6'5, 295 with 35 inch arms. Robinson is the epitome of the first guy off the bus type. Uh, he also raises level play this season with 14 TFLs. But yeah, this dude is just a, a freak. He's a monster. Um, did you guys get a chance to see him at all this week? Like, I had a little bit of it on, yeah, on Monday, but I haven't been able to watch here yeah. the last few days. Like he stands out. He's going to be someone that um, is getting like first round hype, I think now. So yeah, he's uh, what looks like DJ's twenty second overall player. Yeah, and that's pretty new. Like that wasn't really happening until this past week. So okay, the hype is building around this guy. Very um, interesting. I saw where our boy Brett Coleman was also pretty excited about him. Uh-huh. Like, okay, like the way that uh, he could be used to remind him of like T.J. Watt. Ooh. No, I'm sorry, J.J. Watt. Uh, also very. Uh, oh man, just don't put <laughs> him on well, microphone. It's, it's still great. It's still great. Uh, I mean, J.J. Watt, you know, plays inside, plays outside. Mm-hmm. So uh, if Darius Robbins can be that type, I mean, that, that would be so ideal. I said 22nd. That was for Byron Murphy. Byron Murphy was D.J.'s 22nd ranked player. Uh, did he have any kind of ranking on Darius Robinson? I think he did. He had. Um, Yes, he was 32. 32. Okay, I just didn't scroll down far enough. So that's a that's a first-round ranking right there. We do have 32 picks in this draft. It's not 31. Thank you, Dolphins, for not screwing that up for us again. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. With only 31 picks uh, last year. Who, so, uh, we got a, cheated last year. We did. Who's we the really first did. person off our bus? Like, me, of the three me, of us? Me. Yeah, it's Adam. Adam's first one Because he needs to probably <laughs> rip a puke because we've been pounding beers. <laughs> Get a pee for sure. That's uh, that would be me if it's pee. I'm I'm first off the bus and I'm sprinting. It's like who the hell was that? <laughs> it was just a blur. A blur. Really I never thought about you in terms of a blur. White if lightning. I, no. if I got a pee. White that lightning. was one of them real slow lightnings. Yeah. Kind of digs in the ground for a while. <laughs> the, the ground lightning. It comes up out of the ground. Let's talk of safeties though, and um, I mean, haven't done a ton of safeties. Yeah, I was gonna say let's here. just let's just hit some it's, names. It's another and maybe interest anybody that interests sure. you. Sure, another one of those deals where it's hard to kind of evaluate these guys before we get draft capital, right? Yeah, it's just who knows. Well, they and, all look great and combine data too. Yeah, combine's important. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of the the big guys you're gonna hear: Tyler Newbin out of Minnesota. Noob. Uh, Minnesota's all-time leader in interceptions. Newbin is an alert athletic safety who plays like a wide receiver when the ball is in the air. That's from Dane Brugler. Another safety, Jaden Hicks. Jordan's brother. Mm-hmm. Out of Washington State. Show enough. Uh, Hicks is, two, uh, is 6'2", 215. He is an intimidating presence with the way he fills or tunes up receivers crossing the middle. So that's nice. I like yeah. that. I like the, the size of him. He may be mm-hmm. one of these guys that gets us a lot of tackles. That's a big boy. And also look at the production, too. Yeah. 2022, as a freshman, uh, 76 tackles, two TFLs, one sack. And then as a sophomore, 79 tackles, six TFLs, and two and a half sacks. So that's really nice. Mm-hmm. 10 PDs in his, uh, over those two years as well. So... Um. Yeah, someone we want to remember, Jaden Hicks, I think. Uh, Javon Bullard out of Georgia. Bullard might not be the top tester, but he plays with range and made his presence known in the run game on every tape I studied, said Mr. Brugler. Uh, production was fine. 46 tackles as a sophomore, 56 as a junior. Um, it's Georgia, so, you know, they yeah. probably, don't had a, probably didn't play a ton of snaps like some of these other schools. Uh, Caden Bullock is another guy out of USC. Um, similar story, you know, productive pretty much right away. Came in as a freshman, put up 40 tackles, 48 as a sophomore, 63 as a junior. 
Uh, Bullock is a true center field safety. There are questions about his tackling, but he has outstanding range and budding instincts. Then Cameron Kitchens. Uh, That's been, a weird name to say. I'm not sure if it's Kitchens or Kitchens. I've, I've seen it Kitchens yeah. somewhere else. I don't know if people aren't aware that it's. But spelled like Cameron Curl, though, which is interesting. That's true. Let's look up if this is Cameron Kitchens. Yeah, let's Kitchens. double check that. But I, I've seen a lot of hype about him lately. No, um, it is, in fact, Kinchins. Wow. It is Kinchins. Yep. All right, cool. Uh, he put put up up and down play on tape, but he has a well-rounded skill set. Strong showing at the Senior Bowl can help him get into round two, says Brugler. Um, came in as a freshman, put up 44 tackles and four PDs. As a sophomore, he had 59 tackles and six PDs. 59 tackles and five PDs as a junior. Uh, and then, yeah, he's leaving. So just a three-year junior, so... He'll be one of those guys, you know. He'll, he'll probably be, I'd say, probably the the a top three safety off the board for us in IDP. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, have a cornerback to round things out from your list. Taron Ar- uh, Arnold out of Alabama. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah has him ranked as six overall. Does he have him in the mock, Baba? Arnold? Tyrion Arnold? He definitely yeah, does. Yeah, he does. Denver Broncos, pick 12. Pick 12, okay. So that'd be a nice little tandem there with him and uh, Sertain. Yes, yeah. sir. Uh, Arnold has ideal size, speed, and instincts for position. He plays both outside and inside at the nickel. He's effective in press and off coverage. Um, everything I've been seeing is that he's a physical face-up type tackler. I just want the guy that's comping to with him spoon. Yeah, that's, that's all I want. Exactly. Show me the next with him spoon. I want to see these corners that are physical and scrappy and that and and play a lot of nickel. That's that's what we want. Yeah. So there you go. A little bit of a safety cornerback uh, rundown. Bobo, you've got some guys here at the bottom. Some Looks like some dudes you've been tape-dogging on. Well, you're going to be, before I get to that, you're going to see Kool-Aid McKinstry drafted in every IDP draft for his name alone. Yes. Uh, Kool-Aid Chop. Probably Nate Wiggins also. Nate Wiggins will be a, he'll be a first-round cornerback. Cooper, Vagine, Dejean. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. I Trademark. Won't, I won't read show. down through everything that I think about these guys, but just some names to pay attention to. Chris Braswell, Edge out of Alabama. Um, is not quite the elite guy that Dallas Turner is, but um, just kind of pay attention to him, see what he does in the combine. Jonah Ellis, another Edge there out of Utah. Um, Leonard Taylor the third. Is that the Taylor I that we were so. talking about? That Jonah Ellis, though, you know you know who he is, right? It's Caden Ellis's son. It's, it's another Ellis bro. <laughs> is it, it really? Yeah, dude. It's Caden, Caden Christian. It's his brother? Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. There's like four of them. I was just kidding. That's amazing. Uh, Leonard Taylor the third. Yeah, Miami defensive lineman. Uh, pay attention to him. I don't know that he's going to have a ton of relevance. We already talked about Byron Murphy. Uh, Chris Jenkins, Jr., uh, Michigan defensive interior. Uh, Brandon Dorless, another defensive interior guy out of Oregon. Um, Marist Liafu, linebacker out of um, Notre Dame. Um he might have a little bit of role there for him. I, I kind of like Leafu a little bit. And then Cedric Gray, linebacker for North Carolina. Um, I think he's kind of a nice little sleeper also. Efficient tackler. Um, he's in the right spots pretty regularly. Can weave through linemen to make plays. Excels in coverage. He does have big play potential. My little baby comp for him, Frankie Luvu. There we go. So there just you go. had a YouTube short about Frankie Luvu. Oh, yeah. Frankie's going to be a very interesting case study this offseason. Yeah, he is. So if we're getting comped for Cedric Gray, I'm paying attention. So there you go, folks. Um, Braylon Trice, another name I've been seeing a lot of. Yeah. Landon Jackson. Um, Mike Sandstrill. 
He's a cornerback out of Michigan. I've been seeing him get comped to um, Kenny Moore, so I, I, that made my ears perk up a little bit. Who's nice. been? Have you? Is there a comp that comes to mind that you're like, oh boy, this is very juicy? The one that y'all mentioned tonight, Ernest Jones comp. I mean, jumped off. That the was page the one that, me. yeah, that one caught my eye. Yeah, that's, um, for for someone who's not as in, deep in the draft streets, uh, comps are helpful for me to quickly understand. Like, what are what are the draft Knicks saying? This guy just reminds them of right. Yeah. Uh, it helps me contextualize these guys pretty quickly. So, thank you all. I told Bob that um, Leitu reminded me of Jalen Phillips yeah. a little Ooh. bit. And I know that the backstory was similar, too, but just the way they played reminded me of each other. Yeah. Uh, Jared Verse kind of reminded me a lot of Kayvon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't know how much that is, is just him being number five. There's And also, didn't <laughs> didn't Phillips go to UCLA before he went to I Miami? So. Yes, they did. Yeah, so that's why. So that's, yeah, it could be that as well. There's going to be a first round IDP. One of these players is going to really get a bunch of buzz. It's going to. I hope gonna, it's Cooper Jean. He's <laughs> watch him end up in the first round. He's going to test well. Hey, people are going to be excited about Cooper. They yeah. put a basketball goal at the combine. And he's doing windmill three sixty dunks, and it's like, oh my god! And then screaming his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all the birthday boys. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, there you go, folks. That is now an hour and 20 minutes of Rookie Primer with probably about 10 to 15 minutes of stupidity and mixed in there. But a uh, little bit of a rookie, like we said, Primer, just getting you all familiar, getting We're me early. familiar yeah. with some of these names as well. It is Dece- or as December, February 1st. And we are on the rookie train already. So we're jumping on it a little earlier this year. This is way earlier than last year, right? I feel like last year we probably didn't hit it until like March. March. Maybe. Yeah. So we wanna we wanna this is intentional. We wanna get in front of this as fast as we can. We yep. want to uh, give you guys the best draft well, coverage of, of anybody this year. That way that we're when we're rolling into the combine, we're like, Oh yeah, we talked about so and so earlier on some mock draft episodes, on the primer episode. Look at how he tested. Exactly. Like I think it will be help helpful to create a little longer, you know, breadcrumb trail for the listeners of like, Oh, I heard that name back in February. And now they're talking about the combine recap. This makes sense. You're gluten free though. I know it's gluten free breadcrumbs. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Those are fine. Gluten free bread. Awful. Don't do that. Just eat bread people. Because it's not worth it. Yeah, I think uh, this class is going to be sneaky fun. There's going to be some guys to where, uh, you know, you throw your dart in the fourth round. If they hit, fine. If not, I'm whatever. always curious. Y'all have kind of dug in on both sides. Is the offensive or defensive class more fun for fantasy this year? Offense. Absolutely. Offense. It's a okay. lot of fun. Their receivers are fun, dude. It's a, It's very similar to the 2020 wide receiver class, if you want my opinion. Okay. I think, uh, there we go. I think Marvin Harrison and Malik Neighbors are going to be Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase types pretty quickly. They're really good. Yeah. Roma Dunze is really good. Brock Bowers, you know. And then you got guys like Brian Thomas, Keon Coleman. Troy Franklin. Troy Franklin. Xavier Leggett. Xavier Worthy. Adonai uh, Mitchell. Lad. Uh, there's a guy named Lad. Lad McConkey. That's yeah. tearing it up. Yeah. I, mean, I be, saw him getting a lot of buzz. I want Lad and I want Cooper both. <laughs> Give me both. Give me both of them. Immediate starters on the white team. And, but yeah. uh, and uh, our boy, our Western boy. Yeah. yeah Corley. Corley. He's getting like... You know, a lot of these big boards that I've seen, he's like the seventh, eighth wide receiver off the board. That that dude's going to – you're going to look up, and he's going to be a second, third-round draft pick, I feel like. And we didn't mention a single running back, you know? Yeah. Trey yep. Benson, yep. Jonathan Brooks. Like, there's – there's it's talented, dude. There's a talented uh, group of, of uh, guys. I mean, and these IDPs are going to get 
pushed down to like the third round, I think, this year. Mm-hmm. So what I'm learning is oh, that nice. um, be some nice value there. There will be some nice value. I think off, I think if you're speaking in terms of like offensive and defensive drafts, you want the 101 or the 102 because I think those first two wide receivers. Did you say that because you know I'm at the 103? I think you need to move up, Josh. I really think you do. Yeah, I, I think you. I think there's a pretty big difference between Malik Neighbors and Romo Dunze. Yeah, I think Neighbors and Marv. I don't really see much of a difference between either I think one of them. Some They're both of my, sick. I think it's a very similar situation last year to the whole Bijan and Gibbs conversation where it was like, dude, if you love Bijan and you're willing to come and give me like something stupid just to move back to the 102, um, I think the Marvin Harrison hype is getting – it's up there and it's going to be awesome. But, dude, people are sleeping, I think, a little bit on how good I think Malik Neighbors will be in the NFL. I'm going to hang in at 103 and take Cooper DeShane. Smart man. That's, do. That's, that's a good pick. There you go, folks. You heard it here first. 103, Cooper DeGene. We've moved him from the fourth up to the 103. I'll be so pissed. But yeah, he will. He'll be so furious. He'll immediately be DMing like, me. Damn it, Josh. You just set yourself back five years. <laughs> we are no longer friends. But I hate it. <laughs> well, y'all stay with us this offseason. We are going to be all over these rookies. Uh, we've got some really fun episodes coming up. We're going to be looking at free agents. We're going to have a best ball, way too early best ball draft next week. Adam is finalizing the top 100 of his best ball rankings. That'll go out to what? Probably 350, 400 players for oh, the there's full. Like, there's like 450, I think. There you go. So those will be in the works, but we will debut the top 100 next week along with doing our first best ball draft of the offseason. The rookie ranks are pretty much ready to go. Yeah, yeah. we'll have those I out mean, very soon. These will be constantly updated obviously up until like the combine and uh, up until the draft, of course, but um for the most part, we have everything in there. I mean, so you can get a lot of info right now. So Yeah, and we'll have those out through the website here very soon as well. Don't jump out yet, Jossie. Let's just jump into this real quick also because I was looking at this today. The IDPShow.com, Adam's Dynasty Ranks already have Jared Verse, Dallas Turner in there. And a new number one. Yeah. I noticed. Yeah. Nick, Nick Bosa now, the 101. I love it. In the IDP Ranks. I'm a fan. He's about to have a huge year. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Dallas Turner right here, edge 12. Uh, Jared Verse, edge 14. Kind of bookended by Quentin Williams right there, overall 15. And then, obviously, the IDL 1. And then, on the other side, we've got Trayvon Walker as the edge 14. So, you see a lot of upside with Verse and Turner. I think so, man. I mean, they they check a lot of boxes, and I expect them to be drafted highly. I expect them to show out very well at the combine. I mean – they remind me what's, a lot of these. these what's guys. not to I mean, like? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's. Show me a red flag for either of those two guys right now. Yeah, uh, there's nothing that yeah that I watched that I was like, oh, this guy I'm, yep. I'm worried about. You know, Agreed. like they they all pass the test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with with uh, edge rushers, I don't mind being in early because I think we've seen with the Will Andersons. I feel and, I, I'm I'm pretty confident in my edge rushing. Uh, scouting, whatever, ability. Like, we've done a really good job with the address. Great eye for talent. Uh-huh. You were ahead of the curve on the Jalen Phillips train. Brian Burns. I mean, even like Aiden Hutchinson, Like I, I had no problems putting Aiden, like, immediately in the top ten. Same with Kayvon. Like, we've had these guys, like, high and um, – And the way Aiden finished the season – yeah, y'all, y'all, could, you could make a case top five for yeah, Aiden yeah. Hutchinson. And I, I mean, th- he has had a phenomenal end of the season. Four for me. I think. Oh, there you go. How you're going to see the running backs fall? You're going to see Verse and Turner rise in these IDP drafts. I think you're. I think it's I'm always this, possible that a, a IDP could sneak into the first round. Yes. So Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons, Max Crosby, Aiden Hutchinson, what Will speak, Anderson. Speak to that Ooh, real quick. Micah juicy. fallen just because. Just because, like. 
Are we ever going to see him get over 15 sacks yeah. or, or consistently? Like, are we going to see like multiple 15 plus sack seasons? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't. We haven't. We haven't yet, and we've seen Bosa just kind of mm-hmm. look Excel. like one of these guys that's going to be just dominant for a long time. And and uh, I don't know. He just. It feels like it's easier for him to get two sacks in a game than it is for Micah. Yeah. Easier for teams to scheme against um, Micah than, yeah. than Bosa. Scheme him out. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, I'm just going to roll with Bosa, I think. I like that. I don't know. That, that's they're both a, great. That's a fun exercise because I think I might have Max at one. Yeah, they're or, all they're all there, man. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to argue with anybody. Like, if no. you want to like, order it how you want to. If you I wanted mean, to even put Aiden at one, I, I, I would not fault you. Put Will Anderson at one. Why yeah. not? Age-wise. I mean, he might. What are you going to do if as he has 15 yeah. sacks this next season? He had season? a really good rookie season. You want? Good you finish. saw everything you wanted from Will Anderson in your yep. one. And we know they're going to continue to build that defense. Like he's going to get more help. Like that team has got some nice juice. But Jonathan Grenard, great boy. head coach. We don't care. Yeah, yep. put Grenard up there. Rise him up. All right, this is uh, turning into a Lord of the Rings ending here, where I'm trying to <laughs> land the plane, and the guys are like, "Let's talk about." But it's fun. This is good. This is what y'all are here for. Stick around. We are going to be, like I said, hitting all the fun topics here the rest of this month and the rest of this offseason. The train never stops here at the IDP show. We'll have some writing from all of our new cast of writers. Uh, Jason King's first article, a free agent edge preview, is up on the website right now. You can read that for free. Uh, We will have some content coming from Mikey Dubs soon as well. Uh, We will have Scott Soltis doing some stuff for us as well uh, later this month. So stick around, folks. Make sure you're subscribed to the website, theidpshow.com. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, and check us out on YouTube. Uh, The after show is over there. We're going to have one more episode of IDP Bets for the Super Bowl. The trade show will be ramping up here either the end of this month or beginning of March with Steve Falco as the new host of that show. So make sure you're tuned in. We're doing some really cool stuff. We want this offseason to be fun. It is fun. So come ride with us because we are going to have a blast here in 2024. Uh, But, boys, any uh, final parting words here before we sign off? Good work tonight. I'm proud of both of you. Yeah, no, come check us out. I'm looking at the ranks right now. I have over 65 IDP-only rookies uh, in in the ranks right now. Um, We have Superflex, Titan Premium, uh, IDP rookie ranks as well. That's combined. So, I mean... I don't, there's no one else doing that. This is the Cooper DeGene of rookie IDP analyst right now. Can't disagree. Rising up the ranks, <laughs> truly. Hey, little Birdie told me combined ranks are coming back. So <laughs> that's uh, what that's the rumor. That's what the streets are talking. So stay tuned. Also, the, don't be out there simping, guys. <laughs> don't do it. Bad don't week do it. for simps. Bad week for really simps. bad looks out there for a lot of you. It's but a really good week shame. and a good off season for the IDP show. Make sure y'all subscribe. And until next week, y'all take care. We'll see you soon.